0: All right, we pick up on uh, 34B, uh, Lamed Amud Bet. Uh, we had had a discussion. We started the Mishnah uh, where we said if you put your arov in the cupboard and you locked it up and you lose the key and you can't uh, therefore open the, the arov. we said uh, it is still a good arov. Rabbi has said, no, it's not a good arov. Uh, we said then after that, uh, why would that be? Because uh, the question is, uh, you're in one place and your arov's in another place. I your Aruv is in excess, un, you know, unacceptable accessible and uh and uh, then we said raven schhmuel uh, had mentioned we are talking here uh with uh, with bricks. Uh, and uh, we said that was Rabbi Meir's opinion it says because uh, even initially you can make uh, you can break open a wall on bricks there was a Gemara a Mishnah in uh, Beta that we'd quoted uh, if, uh, if a house uh, was full of fruit and uh, and it was shut and then it became open on Shabbat only then you could take out the bricks uh, that was the opinion of the Tanakama Rabbi, Rabbi Meir said no uh, you would be allowed to uh, even remove the bricks he said remo- removing the bricks is not an issue of uh, Mukta, uh, you can push aside the bricks, no problem, and uh, you could take out the fruit inside of it. You don't have to wait for the wall to get broken down. Uh, And and the Gomorrah said about that, didn't we qualify that case? Uh, Rav Nachman said that Shmuel said that uh, we qualified that case, uh, and we said that was where the bricks were not cemented together. If the bricks were cemented together, uh, that would be breaking down a a, a building, uh, and therefore that would uh, be not allowed on Shabbat, what's known as Stira, uh, you are breaking, uh, destroying something, uh, and the Gomorrah said, okay, fine, no problem, uh, here we are talking about uh, bricks just piled one on top of the other, and uh, you can go and break them. Alright, so now uh, we have another qualification, and that's where we pick up after that short introduction. Hi, uh, I'm a Rebbe Zaira. said, "V'yomtov, Amru Aval Loba Shabbat. Another qualification about that Mishnah, uh, which is in Beitze, which deals with a lot of laws of Yom Tov, uh, was actually only talking about Yom Tov and not on Shabbat. HaKinami uh, Beyon Uh, so we say uh, uh, it's only therefore talking about Yomtif and we restrict our case uh, in our Mishnah to Yomtif then what it says uh, but if it's only about Yomtif that we're talking about in our Mishnah uh, as well as that Mishnah in in Beta it says there's another qualification that was mentioned about our Mishnah uh, and what that Rabbi Yeza says if you lost the key in the your Arab is still a good Arab and if it's lost in a field uh, it is not a good Arab okay and as we're going to see in a second uh, that uh, if it's in a city uh, you'd be allowed to to carry the key uh, via different uh, areas uh, that are really all uh, one area courtyards um, brooves uh, and car uh, etc you'd be allowed to carry uh, that key along there we're going to see that's an opinion uh, that we're going to quote now uh, however uh, if it's in the field uh, then you wouldn't be allowed to carry it obviously outside in the field you would not be allowed to uh, carry things from one place uh, to the other uh, and uh, and therefore but however if we're talking about Ibi if we're talking about sade, uh, what's the difference between a field and a city uh, it doesn't mean uh, in terms of that. You are allowed to carry anywhere you want to on Yom Tif. So uh, if you find the key, it doesn't make a difference where you find the key. You should be able to carry it uh, anywhere you need to to open the cupboard where the Erev is. Okay, so, so therefore uh, it doesn't make sense to qualify it and say our, our Mishnah is therefore only talking about Yom Tif, because uh, then that qualification is doesn't make sense. Um, so the has to add uh, uh, therefore we say the Mishnah is is by definition then incomplete uh, we can't understand without interpolating the following words Vahki does what it should say not normal big deal. what happens you put it in a cupboard Vanal um, if you lose the key uh, or you locked it sorry you, you locked it in front of you and uh, and then you lose the key Hareza it still is a good Erev Amarim when do we say such a thing beyond uh, This there's only the case uh, when it comes to Yom Tov okay uh, when it comes to Shabbat uh, we we say we have the following uh, disputes uh, it is not a good Erev that is the Tanakh uh, and uh, and if you find uh, the key uh, whether it's in the, in the city uh, or in the in a field, uh, your Erev is still not a good Erev. Okay, that is really all the Tanakama, uh, the complete version of the Tanakama. and that's the qualification that we had uh, in terms of Rebeleze, uh, who says that uh, if you find it in the city, it is still a good Erev. Uh, if you find it out in the field, uh, it is not a good uh, not Not a good ayre, and that's because this whole thing is talking about uh, Shabbat and not Yom Tov, and that's. that's it, we said, uh, you know, that uh, it, it is a good Erev on Yom according to everyone, it's only on Shabbat, uh, that the Tanakama and Rebelezer have a Machloket, and it says why, Erev or Erev, as we explained before, outside more, but if you find the a key, Karebi Shimon, we hold like Rebe Shimon, Rebelezer holds like Rebe Shimon, he says, It doesn't make a difference if you've got a, a a courtyard and, uh, and in fields that have been uh, enclosed uh, it says even though not for dwelling uh, you can they are really considered one giant reshoot, uh, one giant uh, place of of uh, of of being okay, one domain in terms of uh, items that started Shabbat in them. You can't, as we've explained before, uh, carry from a house into a courtyard. Uh, and, but once something is in a courtyard and started Shabbat in a courtyard, you'd be able to carry that from courtyard to courtyard, and um, you know from, from a courtyard to a roof, uh, etc., and move the key uh, along along those lines. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a field, you can't. It's no good as an Erev, uh, uh, exactly as uh, Rabbi Yezre agrees with the rabbis, uh, because you're not allowed to carry, uh, even though the field is a carmelite, you would not be allowed to carry in a carmelite. Okay, that uh, is uh, really all uh, one big discussion of our Mishnah, and uh, and, and therefore we say it is uh, no good. Uh, Rava, Rav Yosef, Amatzavio, there is another understanding uh, of uh, of uh, of our Mishnah. Uh, Rava and Rav Yosef, Rava and Rav Yosef, they both say uh, that uh, now we're dealing with a wooden cupboard. Uh, before. Uh, we're dealing uh, with, this, uh, with this issue of, uh, of, of what is defined as, a, you know, we were defining with it, let's say, um, uh, bricks and, and, and that. Yeah, we're dealing here a totally different case uh, where it is a, the, the cupboard that's locked up uh, is a wooden cupboard. And therefore, how do we explain the makhluk? The a uh, kli, who, one says, a wooden cupboard uh, is defined as utensil. Uh, and once it's defined as a utensil, uh, he holds following opinion, uh, which we saw in Shabbat, and binyan bekalim, ein stirrup bekalim. There's no such the definition of breaking uh, utensils and rebuilding utensils. Uh, there is no concept uh, of that. Once something is utensil, there's no concept of breaking it uh, or... or um, or building it uh, actually on Shabbat. Um, well, uh, and, and, and that's the, the opinion that's holds the, the, that the other opinion in terms of, of that understanding that no, uh, even when it comes to utensils, uh, there is something of, of, of uh, building it, uh, breaking utensils and stuff. Practical ramification of this uh, is uh, opening packages and things like that on, on, on Shabbat, or you're allowed to do it, uh, cans and, and, and the like. Uh, In terms of it, so it does have practical ramifications. However, um, uh, if you're talking that, uh, if you hold according to Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef, uh, who sorry, not Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef, that's how they explain it. They say the first the Tanakama of a mission. They say this this wooden cupboard is a utensil, but this the the Tanakama holds uh, that there isn't Binyan or Sterobin Kalim. Uh, there's no breaking uh, down of 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 a vessel and no building up of a vessel. So therefore, uh, you could break it. You could break this open, uh, no problem uh, to do it. Virabadi uh, is, you know, he holds Maasava uh, oil, who he says it is a tent, uh, and therefore. Um, once it's uh, a tent it is defined as a building and, and definitely the, the prohibition of uh, building a uh, uh, building a building or breaking down a building is obviously applicable and therefore uh, is, is that and therefore you can't break it down, it's no longer a utensil uh, because of, of its size and as a result uh, you'd be liable on Shabbat for breaking it open and that really is the discussion and it says Look to uh, the higher Tanai and then they following the opinion of the following Mahloita in didnan, as we learned in a Mishnah. Uh, what happens if a Zav uh, hits a, uh, the, the different types of uh, big utensils, a carriage, a, a, a crate, a cupboard, uh, etc.? uh the cupboard, uh, is tame. One of the, the issues about a Zav is that he can transmit Tumah uh, to, to an item, uh, even if he doesn't... Um, touch it directly, so even if he hit it uh, and it, uh, it somehow moved it, uh, you know, it, 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 it uh, he pushed something and that uh, something went and pushed a, a something else, uh, that is, uh, even though he hasn't touched it himself, by moving it, he has transferred Tumah to it, okay, and that's a Tumayin. Rabbi Nechemi and Rabbi Shimon say they are, this thing is Tame. I mean is Tahor, they say this cupboard is tahor uh, and my love surely we can explain uh, the following uh, the makhluk is the following one says no uh, it is a kli uh, in terms of it's uh, defined as a vessel and therefore when it's when, when a, a zav pushes it uh, even if he doesn't touch it directly he's made it move uh, and, uh, and therefore as a result of it making it move uh, that is uh, defined as a movement of a vessel. And in uh, my other opinion, Rabbi Nehemiah uh, and Rabbi Shimon hold, no, it is an orhel, i.e. it is a full building, uh, and therefore a building does not become tame by being pushed uh, from a zav. Uh, surely that's what they're arguing about. That's exactly what it seems to be. Uh, in terms of you know a, a kli uh, versus an oil in terms of tuma. Uh that is that is what we are talking about uh, and uh, you know the same way uh, whether it's a it's it's it's, it's a kli uh, in terms of binyan uh, bekalim and stir and a, and, a, and, a, and a building in terms of binyan and stera uh, in buildings surely that's the uh, the the Gemara says no uh, not in it necessarily Amarabaya, um, Abayah says no but uh, is that logic to say that logical to say that well, uh oil uh tameh. What happens if, a, if a, a zav comes and shakes a tent, uh, you know, a real tent, okay, and it and it and it moves? Uh, that is defined as Tame Okay, he's made a tameh kli, and he he has a kli, uh, and uh, it says v'ainu and the kli doesn't move Tahor. Okay, so your distinction it's a total opposite of what we would have expected. Uh, we said uh, you know surely as can't transmit tuma to a building here if he makes the tent move uh, which is defined as a building, it would uh, give you know, make a tuma and if he, if he t- it takes something a cleave which we said is not a tent and therefore susceptible to tuma, but if he pushes that and it does not move, uh, then it is uh, tahor so it's the opposite of of you know what it's so therefore we have to look for another explanation uh, it says and, and also furthermore we say safer in the last part of the brata. Yumayu uh Nisot Nisotin uh uh it says if they move they are Tame uh Klal. Uh then this is the general rule. Nisa uh, uh if you if you Nisat uh Mahmat Koho. The question is all about whether it moves as a result of his strength. Uh, and uh, we see that uh, as, as, you know, as a result of his force, tame. Uh, then it is tame of Mahmat, Raada tahor. If it only moves because uh, of his uh, the, the, the force of his force, his kohor, right, uh, due to some kind of uh, vibration, you know, he knocked something and that something uh, shakes and moves, you know, and, and, and that something knocks and moves something else, uh, then it is um, defined as... Um, uh, is is pure so really it 's it's, it's a question of whether the force of his force uh, is is uh, is significant or not okay so it 's not uh, uh, it 's all about really whether it was he moved it directly, how directed he has to move it uh, etc okay so that 's really uh what it 's about uh, therefore Ella amravaya so we reject uh, this uh, this discussion uh, and we say uh, as follows um, so what are we talking about? So therefore, if a zav moves something, uh, and uh, you know some form of direct force, even if that direct force moves something else, uh, that moves the thing as a, it's as a result of his. Um, uh, force, okay, and, uh, and therefore it is Tameh, uh, Mahmat Radha, but if it's, uh, because he stamped on the ground or whatever it happened to be and, and the thing moved, uh, Tahor, then it is, uh, Tahor, okay, on, on, on the floor, the base of this thing, it is Tahor. Vakha Radha, Mahmoud Koko Askinan, here we're talking, it's, uh, uh, it's, um, we're talking where it, uh, the, the zav uh, did something and then vibrated. He bangs on the floor and, uh, and the floor uh, shakes but doesn't move. Okay, and it says uh, that, that's the uh, maasava va What are they arguing about? Maasava heset lo heset. They're arguing about whether this is uh, defined as uh, you know movement or not movement. Okay, and that's that's really what you what you're arguing about, and, and therefore uh, this is not uh, you know we, we do end up rejecting this explanation of the Mishnah uh, about opinion and stereo so therefore how do you explain our Mishnah if you're not uh, taking the first uh, one in terms of uh, the bricks etc and, uh, and that so how do you deal with this uh, really what we're talking about here uh, this thing is locked up uh, but it's not locked uh, and you're not looking with a uh, with a key okay it's just uh, it's, it's, it's some kind of lock which is tied with a leather strap and what do you need uh, you need this uh, sakena. you need this knife uh, to, to cut it open uh, and that's it and uh, there's no key and you now need a knife to cut it open Tanakama like Rabbi Yossi the Tanakama holds like Rabbi Yossi there's a discussion about Mokta and Rabbi Yossi holds Amakola you can move any vessel that you need to on Shabbat uh, Except for uh, these very specialized utensils—a uh, large saw and the blade of a plow—and uh, that is, uh, you know, that's uh, you, you, you would be, you know, if it's normally it's permitted, but these things are machmat kesron kes, something uh, beyond. Um, a uh, uh, you know you'd be worried about uh, the loss uh, involved and therefore you you know even that uh, would be defined as as muxa so if it's uh, it's a normal thing that you can use it for anything it doesn't have to be for its specific use uh, you'd pick up a knife and you could use the knife yes you can use the knife for food uh, you often use the knife for food uh, here you're allowed to use it to cut uh, this leather uh, strap uh, but if it's obviously uh, um, uh, for it's very expensive well then you wouldn't be allowed to use it that's the first opinion that's Rabbi Yossi who says that you can uh, use it therefore it is a good Aruv uh, Rabbi Yezer uh, like Rabbi Nechemia he holds the more strict opinion which we had back in Shabbat about uh, how uh, the the stringency of uh, Mukta he held the mo- most stringent view. you Rabbi Nechemia Dhamma Filu uh, even a, um, a, a, a this this cloak and even a spoon and not Ella the Torah you only allowed to take those things for the purpose of that exact um, item. The, the exact uh, the, that item. You're only allowed to take that item for exact purposes of what you need. Uh, and uh, in other words, it's, uh, that's the thing. So a knife, uh, which is usually used for cutting food, has to be used only for cutting food. You can't use it for anything else. And, and therefore, uh, you can't use it to cut the lock open uh, and that 's why the Arab is therefore inaccessible and no good all right, uh, more issues about uh, accessibility but now we move on into a, 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 the, whether it was uh, able to be eaten um, uh, uh, you know with either and, and or there's some doubt as we 're going to see so now we 're going to be dealing with a few doubts and uh, but first we have uh, the the cases of uh, you know you know what happened if it rolled beyond the duhum so if it 's at the 2,000 what, and then it rolls beyond that. Okay? Now, far, love... Uh, gull, uh, and if it's uh, or a big uh, pile of stones uh, falls on it. Uh, third case, or nisraf, or it gets burnt. Uh, fourth case, trimmer, of nitmate, and the trimmer becomes tamay. Okay, so we have four different cases, um, uh, which which, you know, all of them are saying that it becomes uh, inedible, um, and and uh, or inaccessible, as well. It maybe or jom. So if it happened during the day on Erev Shabbat, or Erev, they is defined as a, not a good erev because your erev wasn't there, uh, Bain Hashmashot. However, if it happened after dark, uh, that, is, that is fine uh, because it is still defined as an erev, even though now it is uh, not good to eat, uh, inaccessible uh, in in many of these cases. Um, then uh, you know. Then it, it, it still is fine because at banash Mashot it was fine uh, because that's at, at the beginning of, of Shabbat. Right at the beginning there, that's where you determine your Ayrof. Now, im Safak Now we get to the case of doubt. Uh, if it is in doubt, Arabi Meir. Rahu uh, omrim Hamar Gamal what happens is that you uh, have to treat it as a situation of doubt uh, and you are like a, uh, a donkey camel okay you are in the position of where you caught between these two animals a donkey you push from behind a camel you lead from the front, uh, and it would seem that they uh, like pulling, um, in, a, uh, in different directions. So, in other words, uh, if you uh, you you're not sure where, where it is, uh, you are now restricted. Uh, you know, as you, where, to, to the area that is common between these two areas. I.e., uh, if you imagine uh, a a Venn diagram. Uh, where you have a circle uh, where, you know, that extends outside of a person, this 2,000 Amar imaginary circle uh, that stretches out uh, from the person, or in this case, where well, actually it becomes a square. We'll see that later on uh, in, in, other, uh, in, in a few time. times. Uh, so it becomes a square. Uh, what you have to do is uh, take these two squares and see exactly where they overlap. Uh, and that's that's where this person is restricted to because you're unsure uh, what happened to his arov, uh, you know, when uh, something happened to his arov. However, Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Shimon, no, safek of kasher, no, a doubtful arov is uh, kosher, uh, and that's fine. I'm um, Rabbi Yosi. Uh, brings proof. He says Av Tomos Mishum Kamisha al safek arov shekasher. He testified in the in the case uh, the name of five elders that the Aruv, um who, it's in doubt? Where you know between uh, you know whether, whether it was there or not on Shabbat? He said that is the beginning of Shabbat. He said that is defined as a as a kosher erev. All right. So the Gomorrah picks up and it If it rolls outside the kum, uh, it's not a good erev. Amarava, uh, it says shanu He says that it's it's where it rolled more than Fuamot. Aval If it's still is within four uh, AMOT. He says the principle that we saw before uh, is that anyone who puts his AROV down has imagined four AROV uh, area around him. A person occupies uh, that, that space uh, and uh, it, you know, that, that becomes his area. Alright, uh, and, and therefore, so it could even be 2004 AMOT away, and because it's still accessible, you could reach out and get it and you could pull it back. Now, far I love gal, uh, what happens if a pile of bricks? Uh, uh, falls on it. Uh, uh, you might think that uh, you could easily still get to the Aruf, uh, you know, even though you could take away the stones and pull them out uh, from, from underneath them, you could still get access uh, to the food uh, if it wasn't for the fact that these stones are oh, mukta, uh, right? And, uh, and therefore, it should be fine. The Gemara says, but one sec, Elaimon uh, Karebi. You saying, therefore, that our Mishnah cannot follow Rebbe? Adi uh, Karebi, if it was Rebbe, we had this opinion a few times now. Uh, anything that was forbidden just because a rabbinical Prohibition beforehand, uh, it says, uh, is not, uh, the rabbis did not decree on that uh, during the time of. Uh, after sunset but before it actually really gets dark uh, we saw him in terms of the Arab in the tree could you climb the tree you and your Arav could be in the same place in the tree Here yeah, the same thing uh, surely you'd be able to uh, move these mukta bricks the same way you'd be able to climb in this tree which is mukta, Uh, before as uh, long as it doesn't get dark uh, you'd be able to do it so therefore it should be a good Arav the Gaurav says hold on one sec he says, do we say that Mishnah therefore can't be going like Rebi we say no if we do Tema Karebi like Mishnah even going like Rebbe and with that the case is Mara what happens is that you have to have a pick, a fork uh, you know, a, a hoe, a spade or whatever the case is you have to have some kind of uh, utensil uh, to dig up uh, this thing it's under a big pile of stones uh, you can't just lift it up uh, so easily, and, uh, and therefore, you'd have to use uh, some kind of instrument uh, for that, and, uh, you know, that would mean digging, and obviously, digging is forbidden on Shabbat, and uh, that is one of the um, 39 malachot, you know, to, to, to start ploughing and stuff like that, so you wouldn't be allowed to do this on Shabbat, even according to Rebbe. All right, and... Um, it's tricky, and actually, one of the things that we we'd, we'd uh, uh, mentioned, we mentioned four different uh, things in the Mishnah, uh, which said you can't, you know, once it's inaccessible, you can't, uh, you know, it's it's you can't use it. It's, uh, it's it's no good. So, and why do we need all four? Surely, it's teaching us uh, the same thing. The Gemara says, no, it's tricky. Uh, that's an implicit question. The Gomorrah says, no, all of these things we needed to be taught. and kagal, and the later If it only talked about the stones falling on top of it you might think uh, that that is the case why uh, because um, it is uh, no longer there okay if it's uh, that's it it's, it's uh, uh, you know it's uh, um, sorry Ga is rolled away And um, we say well if it's rolled away we say it's, it's uh, you know it's not near you what happens if this pile of bricks uh, fell on it well we say maybe it's here it's still here just you know under these bricks so it says Ema uh, Lava Ayrev, well, or maybe we say that uh, it actually is a good Ayrev because you know it's still within, uh, you know, you could still get to it in theory, it's, it's still, it hasn't gone far away from you, it's still right here because uh, you don't have to eat your uh, it's, um in terms of uh, of that it is a good thing to eat the arov uh, at the point you use of one mitzvah you should use it for the other mitzvah but you don't have to eat the arov uh, and if you would only taught the case of where the rocks fell on it uh, we say the rocks uh, cover it up and therefore it's not visible uh, but if it uh, you know you can see it but it's just out of your reach uh, no problem uh, because what can happen the same way the wind that blew it uh, the one way it could pick up the opposite way and blow it back uh, within your Arif. you might think that it therefore that is still a good Arif. therefore we have to teach these first uh, two cases uh know, um oh and or and but then the last two cases uh, what happens if it gets burnt? Uh, or else the trimmer becomes tummy uh, why do i need those cases Tana uh, nisraf. it says um uh, if it got burned, Lo uh, It comes to teach you the power of Rebbe Yossi. Uh, you know, in other words, to so say even with you know, you're not sure. Uh, what what the case is? He says it's still a good air of, uh, even if you're not sure. Maybe it got burned the previous day. Uh, and you know, and there's no way to tell because now it's totally destroyed. Uh, and it says, um, you know, it says Tana Truma vivinid mate and it comes, you know, Truma that becomes uh, tame teach you to Rabbi Meir, uh, to teach you, uh, in terms of rabbi Meir. He says even though the Truma is there, uh, it's only a doubt whether it became impure or not. Uh, so now we we see that uh, if Rebbe may is strict. Uh, now we have a discussion about that. Uh, um, uh, if, if does Rabbi really or does Rebbe Maya really hold that in the case of doubt you are uh, stringent? we learned in a Mishnah uh, it says What happens if you go to a Mikveh and you're not sure if you've uh, toivot or not? Well, there's obviously not talking about a person who's you know totally not concentrating on anything, you know. What it really means is that he went to twivel, uh, but uh, you're not sure if it is defined as good twiller because maybe he had a... Um or some kind of uh, interposition on his skin no, now it's not about the person it's about the actual status of the mikvah uh, we say that you're not sure uh, if the mikvah contained the requisite amount of water, 40 sayah, uh as opposed to you know, 39 and a half sayah or something like that so you're not sure uh, what the story is uh, in terms of that so even if you did you know, go to the mikvah properly and he's sure that you know uh, there was no khatsitsa or anything like that uh, but still maybe the mikvah was deficient uh, and so too then, you know, a similar kind of idea in terms of two mikvahs one has definitely got 40 sa'an one is, you know got, got slightly less uh, than 40 sa'an and this person goes to mikvah and he's not sure which mikvah he went to uh, and uh, and uh, now, uh, in all of these cases uh, we say he is uh, impure, okay we say he is tame. Uh, so that's uh, and that's that and we say no uh, when we say this uh, continuing we say we, we qualify this we say when do we say this case that is only when he has touched a, a dead person or something like that or sherets and stuff like that however uh, if it comes to a lighter form of tuma, uh, what is that if you eat uh, impure food if if you drink impure uh, liquid, these are all things that we saw the 18 uh, decrees in uh, the Gomorrah and Shabbat. If you, most of your head and your body uh, went under poured water, or our, our um, uh rushov a rubosh lusha lugin if some that water uh, falls on your head, three lugin, uh and it was drawn water. Uh Radva you to Savaik Taval, Safai L Taval and if you've uh, gone to the Mikvah uh, and you're not sure uh, you know for some kind of rabbinic um you know impurity, okay, and uh, there's uh the you doubtful whether you uh tovel properly or not. Uh and even if you toveled Safaiq na Talbaim sa Safaiq Loata Ah, uh, again. You just kind of repeats cases. If you're not sure if the mikvah has got forty sa or not, sa saphik lo taval. Abayim's um, yeah, that's it. V'kain shteim mikvot. And so to this case of two mikvahs, ikad shi'ech uh, po one's got forty, it's the requisite amount, uh, quantity of water. V'kad ein ba Abayim and one is just less uh, than that. Taval v'kad mehem if you in one of them ein yodam veizum mehem taval svaikat zahor. According to this, in order. You know, the doubt is uh, lenient, okay? So if you say, okay, well, we we'll go leniently over here. So really we see the actual distinction is not uh, between whether you're unsure about the mikvah or not. It's really what type of tumour you are toveling for. That is, uh, that, that's what we're talking about here. Rabbi Yossi says, no, it is tameh. So, uh, you know, the, the whole long, there's a long Mishnah uh, that we've quoted, but really what we're saying is, um, that uh, uh, according to Rabbi Meir, who we say is uh, generally the, the uh, author of an anonymous Mishnah, uh, we say that Allah is, is lenient. It's only Rabbi Yossi uh, that is, uh, makes him tamay. As long as it's uh, rabbinical uh, things, rabbinical impurity, uh, rabbinical, you know, that, that's what we're talking about here. Rabbi Meir would say that uh, he is lenient uh, and surely, uh, you know, that uh, what we're dealing with here is an Ayrov, which is a uh, uh, rabbinical thing and the Gomorrah's answer to that is xaver rabbe mai chumem dorata ninu uh the rabbe mai holds that chum is dorata uh, and he says that that's why we're not talking a rabbinic thing here, we're talking a Torah uh, obligation. Once it's a Torah obligation, even Rabbi Meir uh, would say that it is dorata, so then do, all, all those doubts are dealt with on a stringent devil. Uh, the question questions that. Does Rabbi Meir really hold that a tchum is from the Torah? We learnt in a Mishnah. Uh, what happens is if you once you you are measuring uh, the slopes for uh, um, on Shabbat, to work out where your 2000 Amat ends, uh, we say if you t- you take a 50 uh, Amat rope, uh, about 25 meters, and two people hold it, uh, and uh, the one holds it at the, uh, they both hold it at their chest, uh, you know, at, at, at the top of them by their hearts, uh, etc. We'll see more about this later when we talk about this, but um, we see. That um uh that the issue is uh, is that you measure it uh, from chest to chest. You don't take into account um, movements on on the ground. If the ground slopes, if the ground's up, uh, etc. If it's, uh, you know downwards slopes downwards or upwards, etc. You don't take all of that into account. However, uh, what happens if uh, you have got this giant hill? Okay, how do you how do you deal with that uh, in terms of it? Because if it's, because it's such a height, uh, then uh, you're gonna um if you hold a, a rope at your chest and then the other person holds a rope at his chest there's going to be a uh, a vertical incline that's uh, going to take place and, and that's going to uh, adjust the amount that's on the ground so therefore you can't uh, actually do it that way uh, therefore as a result uh, what what you do, it says you do what's known as uh, Rav Dostai so it says you can't swallow it up okay, this uh, this 50 cubit rope uh, so Ravdosta says in the name of Rabbi Meir that you, you go Long uh, he says basically you imagine uh, that you pierce through mountains i.e you measure it as if it was all flat you don't take the slope into account you just cut through it uh, even though uh, you take a, a hole from one side to the other and and that's it so we just go over only the horizontal distance uh, and we don't say there's any distance uh, in height uh, and and therefore we see that that is a leniency. If you hold that tukum is ready to write, and me makadrin, why would you be allowed to to do this? It would mean that you'd be going further out in your Tchum. Uh, therefore, V'ha'Amar uh, Nachman Menachman, Rabbi Nachman says, "Amar Rabba Ba'avu," and the name of Rabba Ba'avu, "Ha'Ein Makadrin, Lo Bar Ein Miklat, V'Lo Bar Le'rufa, V'Venay Shachen Shatoura," because uh, we don't we don't do this. We don't cut through these mountains uh, when we're measuring out uh, for the area of a city of refuge. Certainly. In, uh, in an uh, area around a city of refuge uh, that you have to, to do. And also an Agla Rufa, uh, where, it, where you find a dead body, uh, you have to measure to the nearest city. Uh, you don't uh, cut through mountains. You just you, you measure it out uh, according to the lie of the land. And, and therefore, uh, you would do it that way. And therefore, because these are from the Torah, uh, you don't and cut, cut through because that would lead to a larger area okay uh so so therefore, we have to can 't understand uh you know how how do we understand Ruby Mayer? he seems to be saying on the one hand. Uh, that it's strict. On the other hand, uh, it is lenient. So therefore, lokasha Kasha, In terms of where he says it's a uh, uh, he says that is his view. Uh, but where he says it is, uh, uh, where he's lenient about that, uh, that um, uh, where you are allowed to take an expansive view on that, that is his teachers. And we see, uh, and 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 uh, And also, if we uh, look at it carefully. Uh, because uh, he says, "Tikstani bzu amar um uh, mishum This was said uh, in uh, by Reb Dostai He says, "Shamati, I've heard okay shemakadrin harim." So we see that it's not his view; uh, he's reporting his rabbi's view. and that is a good statement. So it seems to be that Rebimah uh, retains a strict position, uh, and the Gemara says, "Well, one sec, uh, uh, Rami." Dorata adorata, I have a contradiction. If you say that Rabbi May is strict uh, when it comes to dorata law, uh, it's still and then another issue uh, with dorata law. He says I can I can raise a contradiction with that. What are we talking about? Um, uh, it says as we learned in the Mishnah. Uh, what happens if someone is sleeping uh, next to to uh, a companion uh, at at uh, at night, and he's in the open, okay, there's no tumour of oil, Uh, he touched him during the night, he wasn't sure if he was alive or dead, in the morning he wakes up, and this person is dead, it's in a terrible situation, he's been sleeping next to this dead body, Uh, in any case, uh, you know, the the question is, um, you know, when when you touched him, are you, you know, what is the situation there, Uh, do you become Tame or not, Rebbe Meir says, you are uh, tamim. And the Khachamim say that you are Tame. Why? I should call it uh, The Rabbis say it is... Uh, 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 Tameh and uh, the reason for the Rabbis is because uh, the, the, you assume the Tumor stretches backwards in time uh, because Tumor is judged how it's found now and therefore we say when you touched him uh, now we find that he's Tameh, it must be uh, that he was Tameh uh, beforehand in the middle of the night uh, so he must have been dead in the middle of the night so here yeah, we see that Rabbi Meir is lenient uh, because Tumor is obviously, uh, tumad Meit is obviously from the Torah uh, and uh, we say he says no, uh, we, you know the last time uh, you, you saw this person he was alive. Uh, when you said good night to them, uh, that person was alive and therefore you can assume that uh, in the middle of the night when you touched him, uh, he was alive and therefore only when you woke up we say oh, well, well, the way it was now uh, was, was, it only must have happened, just happened and that's it. So therefore we see that this is odd, uh, seemingly odd because Rabbi Meir uh, seems to be saying that there's lenience even uh, if it comes to a doubt in, um, in, in, in Torah law Okay, so, you know, that, uh, that seems to be going against his position uh, in terms of uh, Tuma, where, you know, if you're not sure uh, when whether Arabs become Tame or, or not, and if he says that is uh, Dorata, it uh, says, you know, so, so how could you understand that? So Gomorrah answers, Amarav uh, It says that... Um, he says, Mishnah uh, Tanu, Shea, I love, sherets, He says, Mishnah uh, is talking about a case uh, where the sherets was lying on the food, uh, the hole, on the truma, uh, that hole uh you know, the whole Baina Okay, and, and therefore it is definitely uh Tame and uh and that's that's the reason that Rabbi Meir is strict over there. Uh well now the Gemara says if that is the case, Baha'lama Rabbi Yoshi, Safek Arafkashar uh in terms of that, why would Rabbi Yossi uh, say no, if it's in doubt, uh, it is Kosher. So, uh, you know, because surely there's no longer doubt. And we say, no, the way it can be a doubt still uh, is uh, Rabba, Rav Yosef, Damatavaya, Rabba and Rav Yosef, but I'd say, Hakam bashtay, kitay, uh, asking in here, we are talking about two uh, um, uh, sets of witnesses, to uh, separate groups or merit one says no uh, we saw this thing uh, during uh, the daytime and uh, it was uh, th- therefore uh, it, it became. Tam that's the testimony, vehad uh, one group of witnesses of merit mishra no, it only became Tam at night. the sheriff's plopped onto the strumma only at night, so therefore before it was a good Ay uh, yes now it 's an edible, no problem but that's uh, as we said you don 't have to eat the aov uh, uh, if you if you if you can't okay uh, and um uh, so in but another understanding over here uh, is... um Rava Amar uh, going on to the next page, uh, Rava says, no, uh, that's not how we would need to understand it. He says uh, there, in terms of a, a person who was dead, uh, it says there are two ways uh, to be lenient. Uh, but for trauma, there's only one way to be lenient. Why? What are we talking about here? Uh, when you touch other person who was found to be dead, it says, you know, there are two ways to be lenient. One, uh, he used to be, Alive the previous night he was alive and therefore we have to say that he stayed that way until we know that he was dead. Uh, secondly, uh, the person attached him uh, was originally uh, pure as well, uh, and we say listen until we know that uh, uh, he became impure, well we can't just rule him uh, impure, and that's why Rabbi Meir says that, you know that that's that, that's fine for me. He says that, therefore he says I'm lenient. He says behavior in the case here of truma uh, there's only one thing I it was pure and now you've got the Sherets, uh floating about and uh, you know and uh, and therefore we say okay well in this case that's a doubt uh, over there and then let's be stringent in terms of that. Okay uh, we will leave it there and uh, pick up tomorrow. Everyone should have a great day.